Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Baby, we're on fire, and you know I'm going to hurry up and give you guys a quote and give you some stories and give you some things that you can actually do. Robert Kiyosaki said in his, uh, in his book, he said, In my own life, I've noticed that winning usually follows losing. Before I finally learned to ride a bike, I first fell down many times. I've never met a golfer who has never lost a golf ball. I've never met people who have fallen in love who have never had their heart broken. And I've never met someone rich who has never lost money. End quote. You know, I'm going to give you guys my first story. Riding a bike. Back in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. This is before the big, big breakup where my mom got arrested and uh, she got there was a 30-day sh- restraining order because her and my father had gotten in a big fight, domestic violence. My mom was going crazy, all this other stuff. Again, she had made her anger management, but my father was just a complete piece of shit. But nonetheless, in saying that, the year before, again, the household wasn't so good. You know, there was a lot of arguing. There was a lot of emotional detachment. Were a lot of things happening, but outside my home, I had a band of brothers. Billy Warden, who still follows me to this day, who just put one of my smiley faces on something in regards to Kim Jong-un blowing people up, like, you know, with the whole COVID thing that's happening out there. Pretty funny stuff. These memes are insanity. Um, But Billy and I, Billy was my very first friend. Freckles, we call him a crotch rocket, you know, or a fire rocket, whatever you call that. Person with red hair. Okay, he has natural red hair, natural uh, freckles. He was a boy that he was uh, one of my first friends. But, you know, I'm not going to talk about him, you know, calling me poor from 2000 uh, to about 2001 until, you know, he went away. And then, you know, we finally revealed everything uh, in regards to that background. But, yeah, this is a friend that used to call me poor and say, you're poor, you're poor, you're poor. Can you imagine friends saying that? Like, it, it just, ins- I, I couldn't believe it. But, of course, I embodied all that. But I actually brought it back up back in 2010 when I saw him again when we reconnected on Facebook. Couldn't believe it. You know, his mother, Billy, his brother, you know, Joe, I look at her as my second mother. She is a magnificent woman. Um, it was It's so good to see her. She was always upbeat. And nonetheless, you know, there were some people across the street. I met Alex. They call him Luis for the first time. Back in 1997, he had a basketball uh, rim just across the street from my home. I was at home, and I was like, uh, excuse me, can I play? And he's like, sure. And then that's when a friendship was born. Funny, because him and my brother ended up being like the best of friends. And his, uh, his brother, Joseph, Joseph Rico, this guy was amazing, amazing cat. He never really prejudged me. Um, and Alex never really prejudged me and everything. You know, Alex and I, we, we, we went on a trail run. Uh, with another guy by the name of Pee Wee, who still views some of my Instagram stories to this day, eight years later. Can you believe that? But I'm just giving you some backstory because I just want to paint the picture. Um, of course, Joseph probably was swayed to believing that I was not a good person based on the stories that my brother was giving him. That's all good. That's all good and well. Uh, Luis, too. I haven't spoken to him in more than eight years. That's all good. You know, life comes and goes. Uh, I can't change any of that. But again, man, they were there. During some times where, you know, I could have taken an emotional beating because of what was happening in the household. You know, I used to play these Sega Genesis games and then I would just hear like a, a, you know, a violent, you know, a violent eruption of arguing between my parents. Both of them just, they should both be completely ashamed of themselves. I know, I know. 
the fact is, you know, if but boy, personal development, <laughs> then yeah, there was no Les Brown on radio or any of that back then, you know. But I'm grateful for that because you know there was a lot of things were topsy turvy. But in saying that, guys, I'm not going to give you my whole background in terms of all that story. But there was a time where I got on one of my uh, somebody's bike. I can't remember. There was a race that was happening. It was around the block. Around the block is probably, I don't know, probably about 600 to 800 meters around, you know, around the block. I still remember the homes, each individual home around that block. But we were racing, and I remember I came back around, uh, you know, on the home stretch, and everyone was out on the street, you know, watching me. And then the handlebars, it started going, do, 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 do. boom, I flipped over, and I landed straight on my forehead. And I got up and everyone started running and I was like screaming for my brother's name. And I had a massive knot on my head. And I still got the marks on my, sh- uh, on my elbows as a matter of fact. Yep, I can see it. It's still right there. It's just a reminder of a childhood, I guess you could say. But guys, I failed miserably at riding a bike. I failed miserably at rollerblades. I... Hurt my knee on so many different occasions riding the scooter. Because scooter became popular again in 2000. I can't remember the brand I had. But the most popular brand was called a Razor. Okay. My friend Mark had one. But for 2000 Christmas, my mom had bought me, um, oh my god, a Lazada. It wasn't a Lazada. That's the name of a website. But I would be, it, it was something L-A-Z for sure. A Lazo or Lazoy. I can't remember. Far faster than his Razor. But it was very easy for me to go from one side to the, you know, go from my friend's home to my home. It wouldn't take too long. Um, And so that was a little bit better because my mom didn't have money for a bike. But again, that I have a big knot on my right knee. Right now I'm looking at it. And that happened because I constantly banged my knee onto the little adjustable little metal structure that they have to, you know, raise the handlebars up or down. I did that for a year and smashed my knee over and over and over. It's kind of like when people, you know, ride in, uh, what is it, skateboards. How many times some of the skaters is what they would call them back in early 2000s. How many times did they break something? How many times did they jack their ankle up, their knee, sprain their ankle? You know how many times I sprained? The first time I sprained my ankle back in 2003, I couldn't believe it. It was the most, the most pain I ever had in my life. And for two days, I couldn't walk. And I was crying so much. I was trying to ice it. It happened again out here in Thailand. You know, and it was because this fuck face of a human being got completely in my way. And I'm trying to run around him, maneuver around him. He's riding his bicycle on the sidewalk like old fucker, right? And the next thing you know, I got back onto the sidewalk because he got onto the street because I tried maneuvering around him. And boom, just like that, I sprained my ankle. And he didn't give a fuck. He just kept going. He just looked at me like, oh. And I, I couldn't even walk back home. That piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I have failed on so many occasions. But did that sprained ankle, like, forbid me from ever running ever again? No fucking way. Riding the bike? No way. Scooter? Nope. Rollerblades? Nope. How about women? Love, as what Robert Kiyosaki said. You know how many times I failed? Guys, if I go back to the first times, I can't remember, um... I think her name was Mariana. This was when I was 11 years old. It was so funny. Had a friend named David Bruno. Hope all is well with him. 
And he couldn't, he could barely speak English. They were immigrants, of course, from Mexico. And there was a girl living next door to him, or there was a house. I can't remember, but this girl was like, Hey, you know, do you want to be my girlfriend? I was like, Oh, okay. And you know, it's so funny. We weren't even like boy, boyfriend or girlfriend, but we agreed to it. So we technically were. Six years later, here she is telling my brother, like, Hey, is that your brother? And and, and, and and my brother is like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I used to date him. And it's so funny because my brother is like, hey, Arsenio, is that right? You used to date her? And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Do you know how many times I fell that love? Guys, 2003 was reckless. That was the first time I entered depression, as I told you guys, man. Remember? Right? I first started off with Adriana Arce, right? Costa Rican. Her mother was racist. Her mother was like... I don't want you dating a black boy. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. Good times. But you know what? Future generations, she ended up not being a racist. Uh, But, you know, her and I had a thing for each other. She's a little short, stocky little girl. Boy, she has some big tetas. For you Spanish folks out there, don't tell nobody what I just said. But boy, you know, at the ages of history, you know what I'm saying. Boy, you know, and she came... And, you know, me and her, we were kind of talking sparingly throughout the summer of 2003. Finally saw her again. Next, you know, a guy named Edison. Man, guys, I failed miserably. Maria came back into my life. Maria came into my life. Maria Ventura. And I saw her on Facebook three years ago. Hurry up and blocked her. Um, And so, Maria, she came between Adriana and I. Because I remember I was playing basketball, of course, uh, downstairs uh, at the gym before band practice. And Maria was like, hey, come here. And we walked up these steps, and then we just started kissing forever. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never kissed a girl before. This is so weird. You know what I mean? And so, guys, by the end of that year, three months later, uh, Adriana found out about me and Maria. And she was like, fuck you. And her friends were like, you butthead. They were saying all these really cute, I guess, bad words. Like, you're a butthead. You're you're, you're this. You're that. And I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. And uh, Maria ended up leaving me. She didn't give a fuck about my feelings anyway. So, you know what? Depression, guys. How many times have you felt that love? Huh? 2017 was my most recent. Had myself by the name of Zern. She was a really cool girl. High energy when I first met her. The next thing you know, she turned into a a ball of negativity. You know, I had Y. Y is now, uh, she's a she has a fiance. She's getting married soon. And so I'm happy for her. Back in 2017, did I think things would work between her and I? I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. She's going to be leaving over here. The feelings and everything, I guess they were still there. You know, I don't know, guys. But how many times have we failed? Man, I failed an immense amount. Does that mean I'm going to give up? Fuck yes. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, honestly, I'm just not even focused on that. Plus, I'm still living here in Thailand, guys. That shit ain't working. You know, I had another girl that, you know, I was, uh, you know, dating at the time back in 2018. Very, very early 2018. And, you know, everything uh, everything was going well, but she didn't dump me. She dumped me not once, not twice, but three times. Fucking fuck face. After that, I was like, you know what, man? This is shake time. You can get the fuck out of my life. Does that mean that it's the end of days and I'm going to hate women because these, you know, these 10 ass clowns over the last 20 years did me dirty? Of course not. Track and field, my greatest failure. My greatest failure. I'm talking my greatest failure was the 2005 regional championship race in May. It was one of the most, it, it was a night where I fell to my knees and I cried like a baby. Everyone was trying to cheer me up. I went up to my coach after, after failing that race. 
And, you know, he grabbed me and, you know, I could see the tears in his eyes and the emotions. And I just said, I'm so sorry, coach. The entire team fell that night. You know, it wasn't just me. It was our Reese Perkins, the four by 100. They were supposed to make it to the state championship. They didn't make it. Brandon, I forgot his last name, um, you know, didn't really like him. To, he was kind of like a bully. But at that time, you know, he was supposed to make it to the state championship and he narrowly missed it. Robert, 800-meter runner, that guy was absolutely supposed to make it to the goddamn state championship. He didn't make it. He had tears in his eyes. It was a failure on a grand scale of with our team, Rancho High School. And that was one of the greatest and most beautiful failures of my life. Because here we are, X amount of years later, this guy, Ravi, he asked me on Facebook about less than a week ago. He's like, do you still run? I was like, dude, do you remember those days? I failed. I tripped over hurdles. I crawled across finish. I crawled across a finish line at Liberty High School. But then a legend was born. A legend was born. I ended up meeting these three beautiful Filipino girls at, um, what is it, uh, during the races. And we ended up being friends because, you know, the Liberty High School and who ended up upsetting Bishop Gorman. Biggest upset in probably sports history. In my book, but because to take out a motherfucker by the name of Bishop Gorman, who buys all their players, and you're just a region, oh my god, big shout out to all the Simones and the Filipinos who rock the show, man, oh my god, that was, it still gives me goosebumps even thinking about it, but, you know, if it wasn't for that debacle of a race, like I just told you guys, what would have happened? I wouldn't have done the Tough Mudder, because at the end of that day, Every time I go running down the street, whenever I do, if I do, you know, over the next month or two months, probably won't be until about June this year now, but it's those moments where I'm flying down the street and I have that 2005 regional championship race in the back of my mind giving me that motivation. See, that loss was the biggest winner ever. If I did not lose that race and I went on to the regional finals and possibly the state championship race... And I didn't lose. Would I have still kept running to this day? Would Ravi have asked me in the last week. A guy from high school. Hey man do you still run? No way. Because I would have been so relished in the fact that I made it such a big success. That I'm just going to lose my weight. I'm just going to become overweight in a big tub of shit. See what I mean guys? The video games. I've lost in an immense amount of video games. I've got traded out. People have like... You know, they've did me dirty. I've lost things. And, uh, you know, like Diablo 2, that was 18 years ago. All that stuff when I used to play video games when I was a child. I've lost. But I've become a winner. Always. And so, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes. John D. Rockefeller said, I always tried to turn every disaster into an opportunity. There was another quote. And the guy said, you know what? Texans don't bury their failures. They get inspired by them. They take their failures and turn them into rallying cries. Failure inspires Texans to become winners. But that formula is not just a formula for Texans. It's the formula for all winners. So if you hate losing, play it safe. If losing makes you weak, play it safe. Like I said, go with balanced investments when it comes to the world of money. If you don't want love, okay, just don't uh, love anyone for the next X amount of years. Do what you do. You know, if you if you don't want to ride a bike, just don't ride a bike. You know, if you want to play it safe like everyone who's playing it right now, they're not investing, they're not doing this, they're staying at home, okay, stay at home. 
That's probably the best thing you can do during times like this, right? But if you're going to stay at home, watch Netflix and complain about what the fuck's going on in the world, you are making failure permanent. See me? I'm taking it, grabbing it by the horns. See, it becomes, I become creative, creative in times like these, man. What do you guys, Arsenio, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, just look at it. If you look at what's happening right now, I have to look at a way to make money for the, uh, for the month of April. You know, I got a big visa fee that's going to be coming up. Am I going to be good? Yeah, I'm going to be good. I already know I'm going to be good by June. But I want to see my level of creativity because what if I'm so creative to the point where I make an X amount of dollars and then come June, I say, hey, man, I'm out of Thailand. I got this shit rolling online. Peace out, guys. You see what I mean? This could have been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. This could have been the greatest thing that ever happened to anyone. This failure right here or this I guess you could say virus turned opportunity could ultimately change your life forever. What if I told you that? See, it's all based on perception. You could grab, you could sit there and just be scared or you could go out there and do what I did today. Literally put on one of my elevated training masks, man. I was sucking in maybe only 25% of the oxygen. 25 fucking percent. Or maybe not too much, probably about 50% or so. And I went running down the street. People were looking at me like, God damn. Do you think I gave up? Of course you already know I don't give a fuck. But I took it by the horns. And I said, man, I'm going to go out there and do something. And I'm going to go out there and do something every day. I'm going to go for walks if I got to. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to let anything stop me from achieving this. And neither should you. So guys, boy, those are the quotes. Those are the stories. And I know you have a lot of them, but what did you learn from them? I'm your host, as always, over and out.